You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. You will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. Today's episode is brought to you by Stat Hero, the first ever daily fantasy sports book that gives the player the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash locked on for a 300% bonus on your first play. Minicamp opened. Guess who wasn't there? Jordy Nelson. Guess who also wasn't there? Aaron Rodgers. And we knew that. We knew that. So I, I don't think we need to waste time on it. Um, you know, the the players are going to keep being asked about it. Everyone is saying the right things about it. David Bakhtiari said, you know, as as a person, as a friend, you know, I, I want Rodgers to make the, the best decision for him as a teammate. Of course, I want him here. Devontae Adams said something very similar, um, although he added some profanity. You know, he Aaron Rodgers is his guy, but he's going to come in and work. Um, he is just being smart, he said. He's not practicing, not, not over contract issues. Just being smart, giving the young guys the reps. He doesn't need the reps, although you'd like to get him some reps with Jordan Love if Jordan Love is going to be the quarterback. We're going to talk about that more in a second. And Devontae Adams said he would be at training camp despite not having a contract beyond this 2021 season. David Bakhtiari did not tip his pitch on whether or not he'd be back. He said he was 100% sure he'd be ready for training camp 2022, which... I don't know. He probably would have made that same joke a year ago. And guess what? Um, he had a serious injury. So uh, it, Matt LaFleur said he is ahead of schedule. Uh, but beyond that, we don't know if David Bakhtiari is going to be around. Now, there is part of this with Rodgers that I want to talk about. Because Ty Dunn, everyone's favorite, had a piece where he got a player, the quote from the player, we need to say, F it, let's go, or he's here. We don't have time to be waiting around. We're six weeks from training camp. How much longer are we waiting? This is something that I have very much wondered about. How is this going to play in the locker room? And I think every player is smart enough to know that the best chance for this team to win is for Aaron Rodgers to be the quarterback. But it is a fundamental part of football, of the culture, of being a team, that you are a team and that no one is above the team. And that in order to be there for your teammates, you have to be all in every play, every day, every practice, every rep. That is what is instilled in you from the time you are 10 years old and at least one player. And, and you know, there are multiple um, citations in this piece, whether it's actually multiple players, I don't know, but it is, this is something that is on the minds of players. They're being asked about it every day. 
they probably would rather it be resolved. They don't want to deal with this, but they also want Aaron Rodgers to be in the building. Everyone with the team in the locker room would prefer Aaron Rodgers be there from a wins and losses standpoint. This is a a difficult thing to handle because your starting quarterback on a Super Bowl team is not there. And, And you want him to be. Of course you want him to be. Now, I got this question on Twitter from at Packers 1006. Do you think it could benefit Aaron? Also, if he thinks Jordan may not look great, create some leverage for him, or am I just way overthinking this and being an idiot? (laughs) You're not being an idiot. But the reason I brought this up is this all ties together because Jordan Love, day one of mini camps, he's got his receivers there. Devin Funches is out there. MVS is out there. Alan Lazard is out there. Devontae Adams out there, but not working in 11 on 11. And, and not really doing a lot of individual drills, mostly just working off to the side. But Love was a little scattershot. You know, completed something like 50% of his passes in team and missed some throws, missed MVS deep a couple times and missed high a couple times. But by all accounts, ripping the ball in ways that he wasn't last year, playing with confidence in terms of letting his arm speak, but also... You know, the accuracy, no rhythm, no flow to all of this. And some of that is to be expected. I don't want us to overreact to one day of minicamp, especially because he looks better in OTAs. And these are receivers that he's not used to throwing to and not used to playing on. And Matt LaFleur is giving him all these reps. At one point, I think he had 16 straight. Rob Domofsky counted. That's not normally how it works. Usually you get a couple plays. The backup gets a couple plays and you rotate through. But no, Jordan Love is getting the lion's share of these reps because he needs them. They're trying to compress a a, a year of missed time into this preseason to make everything work here. Now to this question on leverage, what I said on Twitter is that this all depends on what Aaron Rodgers wants. What does he want? If Love is good... If Love looks good, he plays well in preseason. You know, Devontae Adams gets out there in training camp and and Love is picking up the playbook and he's throwing darts and, and looks good. A trade could become more appealing for the Green Bay Packers. If he's not, presumably that would make the Packers more willing to do even more to get Rodgers back, which could include making other decisions on the front office than they've currently made. They've made it pretty clear they are not willing to make any concessions in the front office with Aaron Rodgers. This is a Super Bowl team. You know, Adam Schefter said they'd be one of the worst teams in the league without Aaron Rodgers. That's not true. This is a terrific team. There is tons of talent, established and young ascending talent on this team. It's one of the best rosters in football. And I think if you just you know slap in Kirk Cousins or Baker Mayfield or Derek Carr or some mid-level quarterback, they'd win 9, 10, you know, if you get lucky, 11 games, especially in a relatively weak division. This is a Super Bowl team. And so you, you might be more willing if, if the next guy isn't ready and you're just going, yeah, maybe he won't be. You know, if there are troubling, I think I think it would have to be truly troubling signs with Jordan Love. 
And I don't know how you would come to that conclusion in, in just camp. Certainly not minicamp. And I'm not going to make any of those kinds of, of declarations here now. Like do, do not make mistakes on what I'm saying here. But if Jordan Love just looks like, hmm, this just doesn't look fixable. I just don't know that this is ever going to be fixed. Then Brian Gutekunst uh, screwed up. And maybe you can justify it that way. If you're the Packers, you're saying, okay, well, we'll, we'll we're not going to fire him, but we'll demote him. And Rodgers is coming back on a big money deal and we'll figure this all out. I think love being bad is is probably the Rodgers is back route. And if I had to guess, and again, I'm just guessing. I think Rodgers would prefer that one. I think he would prefer that one because then he's right. He extracts his pound of flesh and he gets to play for the team that he always wanted to play for. In, in all of this, I think. And he gets to stay on the team. You know, he's talked about being being Duncan, being Kobe, and, and st- being Dirk, and being with one team his entire career, that he'd like to do that. He said publicly, I want to stay in Green Bay. Love being bad is the best way for that to happen. Was love bad on day one? Uh, yeah, bad. You know, if you ask some people, they'll say yes. If you have other, ask other people, they'll say no. We're, we're starting to see the talent more than we did a year ago. He's letting these these shots just rip and he'll make a play. I mean, Ty Dunn described one of the plays rolling right, zipping a ball down the field, perfectly placed. Um, you know, Ryan Wood mentioned a play where he broke the pocket and fired a shot into coverage to Amari Rogers for a completion. There are these hints, but that's all they are. Devontae Adams was asked about Jordan Love, and he said, you know, that that he, he doesn't know because we haven't seen him in games. No one really knows what to think. Practice is not a game. Everyone knows that. We're talking about practice, not a game, not a game, not the game. We're talking about practice. But Adams also said he's locked in. And you you can see it. This is all a long way from being over for sure. But I this is this is a topic that you know I, I hate to to have to open all these shows with it because I know you want to talk football, but this is this is consuming the team right now. Everyone is going to be asked about it every day. We're going to be following with bated breath every throw Jordan Loves makes. It's going to be parsed and reparsed, and any video that comes out is going to be analyzed like the Zapruder film or like the lost JFK assassination tapes. I mean, it is going to be crazy and and hyper, hyper analyzed, and people are going to be hyper critical, and everyone is going to want to confirm their priors because that's how this works. So the people that are on Aaron Rodgers' side, oh, well, Jordan Love sucks, um, point for Aaron. Or, oh, hey, look at that throw, Jordan Love, point for the Packers. And it's going to be scorekeeping, and it's going to be obnoxious. And I I don't know what to tell you other than buckle up. And we're going to try not to do it on this show. uh, But it is certainly going to be easy to be consumed by, uh, and, and it's not going away. And I think how Jordan Love handles it, and we're going to hear from him, um, about it 
either today or tomorrow. Um, as of recording, the Packers had not announced which of those, but we'll hear from Jordan Love and we'll hear what he has to say. You know, oh, is he checking down too much? I'm sure he'll be asked about it. Oh, he's missing throws high. I'm sure he'll be asked about it. Oh, he missed MVS deep a couple times. I'm sure he'll be asked about it. Today's episode is brought to you by Stat Hero. Do you know 85% of people who play daily sports lose? Is it really that surprising? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts, actual experts who have more tools and more time. You don't stand a chance. That's why Stat Hero is different. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in controls and winning is within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. You name the stakes, winner take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you the lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. DFS is so tough because you're trying to predict, okay, these guys are going to be heavily owned. So not only do you need to find the right guys who are going to go off, but you need to find the guys who are going to go off that no one else is looking for without knowing who those guys are. This makes it transparent. So you can say, okay, I don't think Mike Evans is the play this week. I think it's Stefan Diggs and you can Put your money where your mouth is. Go to stathero.com slash locked on to sign up for free. And right now, you get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. The best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. I had one yesterday for lunch. I was on the go. I didn't have time to stop for lunch. Guess what? I reached for a built bar and I was good. I was good well past when I reasonably should have been because built bar has good fiber, good protein, and yet it's not full of carbs. It's not full of sugar. It is not full of calories. It is something that you can feel good about putting in your body. And yet it tastes great. I don't know how they do it, but guess what? They do it. So go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Some actual news to talk about. The Packers are bringing in veteran linebacker Devondre Campbell, who was a, a longtime Atlanta Falcons starter. Um, started for the Cardinals. And this is this is one of those things that I think will get overlooked. This is not, let's be clear about this. This is not uh, the second coming of Ray Lewis. And this is not the fix at inside linebacker even for the Green Bay Packers. What this is, is a cheap upgrade at a position that the Packers generally don't care that much about. And they have consistently made these moves at linebacker. Antonio Morrison, B.J. Goodson, Christian Kirksey, I think is a little higher on the pedigree line. And then now Devondre Campbell. Now, one difference, Campbell is a starting linebacker in the NFL. He has proved it with two teams. Now, two teams also let him go. But he started for those teams and started... Almost every game, he was on the field, unlike Christian Kirksey. And and my gut reaction to this is, well, he's not Ty Summers. 
And yeah, Ty Summers is getting some reps ahead of Kamel Martin in, in OTAs. And that's a bummer if you're a Kamel Martin fan as I am. But these are the kind of moves you need to make because last year the Packers dealt with injuries at the linebacker position and it did uncover a gem in Chris Barnes, which is great. But then Chris Barnes got hurt. And you got to play Camille Martin. You got to play Ty Summers. And, you know, you had to play these these weird dime looks with Will Redman and Adrian Amos playing linebacker when maybe you wanted to play a little bit more traditionally. This is the way you handle any roster, but especially a championship roster. Campbell was out there. He was healthy. And you wanted to get a veteran linebacker. I've been talking about this for weeks been talking about this for weeks. Now, I get asked about K.J. Wright a lot. Campbell's not as good as, as K.J. Wright. But probably going to be a lot cheaper. I mean, we, we had Ian Rappaport on the show earlier in the week. I said, why aren't these guys getting signed? He said, the money is not there. Well, if the money is not there, then you, maybe you could eventually get a nice deal on one of these guys. But the thing about, the thing about someone like Campbell... He's going to be out there. He's a starting caliber linebacker. Now, is he great? No. Is he probably, you know, mostly a single down linebacker, you know, first and second down? Yeah, probably not a great player in coverage. But again, a starter, a starter, basically his whole career from from day one. I mean, he came in and started 10 games as a rookie. Um, started 16 of 16 last year, 15 of 16 the year before that, 13 of 16, 16. I mean, he walked into the NFL as a starter and has has been that his whole career. Based on what we've seen, he's better than a lot of the guys that Green Bay currently employs at that position. So, okay, it's not a game changer. It's not a field tilter. But these are the moves. Brian Gutekunst has consistently made, talked about this a lot, that Ted Thompson didn't. Devondre Campbell is an undrafted free agent in, in most Ted Thompson seasons. These are not the moves that get fan bases excited, but they are moves that can be really important for your team. The Packers needed... Rick Wagner to play important snaps for them last year. And yes, in the NFC Championship game, he wasn't up to the task. But guess what? No tackle that they could have signed to be a backup or to be a swing tackle was probably going to be up to that task. That guy just doesn't exist. They didn't need a starting tackle. They needed insurance. And at at this position, at least to me, they don't need Luke Keekley. They don't need... The ghost of Brian Urlacher. They just need some some solid guys. You starting caliber player. Well, Campbell is that. And I think too often the Packers have, over the course of the last 15, 20 years, they were unwilling to make moves, especially under Ted Thompson, unless they were perfect. You have the the perfect combination of high upside and low cost or something like that. You know, Julius Peppers, Charles Woodson. Those were the moves. And then it was draft and develop and sign your own guys. And and they drafted a lot of really good players and they were competitive for a really long time. The Gudikins model has been very different. And 
they have been willing to make these kinds of moves. They, they've done it every year. I think of the guys that they have brought in, I was most excited about Christian Kirksey because I think Christian Kirksey at his best is the best of any of these players. But that version of Kirksey, I, I just don't think exists anymore. And the injuries really robbed him a lot of his, of his movement skills. Campbell always plays. He's always healthy. He's certainly better to me than, than Goodson and Morrison. And so you're upgrading your team. That kind of incremental improvement is always what you should be looking for. And, and Gutekunst has done that around this, this team over the last few years. Now, I don't want this to get into, oh, you're defending Gutekunst. This is a Gutekunst versus Rodgers thing. No. Like, let's divorce that, no pun intended, from this conversation. When I look at what someone like Brian Gutekunst has done, you signed Bashad Breeland off the street to come play. I mean, the Rick Wagner, the Christian Kirksey, Devin Funches even, we're finally going to get a chance to see him. And, you know, it sounds like he was impressive day one. Just, you know, looks the part, massive guy, looks to be in good shape. He's ready to roll. He's excited about it. And Equinemius St. Brown got hurt. And, and that has unfortunately been a trend for him. And so maybe Devin Funches makes his team and, and can give you something. A, a low risk potential, to, I don't know, high upside, but, but high upside relative to investment. Those are the kinds of moves you can make every year, every June, every July, every August. You can find two, three, four of those guys. The Patriots always do it. The Buccaneers last year, they did it. They had injuries. They went and got Leo Fournette. Is he a great player? No. But was he better than the backups on their roster? Yeah, he was. So you make your roster incrementally better. Was that a game changer? No, but everyone knows that name. And so it, you know, it gets blown out to like, oh, this is this is some crazy thing. Same with frankly, same with Antonio Brown. He was not much better than than, you know, sort of replacement level high-end wide receiver three. But it made the roster incrementally better. He's better than whatever wide receiver four they would have had if Scotty Miller would have had to play. And then Scotty Miller gets to be a super duper high end wide receiver for. When you do this, you make your team better across the board because when injuries happen, you have better players ready to step in. Or in this case, Campbell could could earn the starting job. Now that would seem unlikely a little late in the process here, but you know, look, like I said, Ty Summers, we have not seen much from Ty Summers in in regular season games to suggest that he is a capable starting linebacker in the NFL. That can change. But right now, that's where we are. And the fact that Kamel Martin is not getting these snaps suggests that he has further to go than, than maybe we realize, despite the fact that he was impressive in training camp last year. Maybe that speaks more to the quality of the players they had at the position last year. Campbell is the veteran guy that fits this mold of just get a little bit better. Just, just get a guy that you can feel good if he's the one playing. And if your young guys are better, Great, great. And if they're not, you have this guy. You have this guy. This is the thing about draft and develop, okay? Sometimes, stay with me on this, sometimes you get it wrong. Sometimes the draft picks don't work out. And if they don't, you need a backup plan and it can't be throw more draft picks at the problem. 
And so, okay, we, we have promising signs from Chris Barnes, some promising signs from Kamel Martin, but eh, Ty Summers, eh, not really sure what to think here. And, you know, after that, I don't, you probably couldn't name the linebackers after that on the roster. Okay, maybe you could name Isaiah McDuffie because he was just a draft pick, but he's probably not ready to play. You were talking about a, a day three player, and Oren Burks has shown nothing since he was drafted that suggests he is a starting linebacker. Frankly, he hasn't shown anything in, in regular season play that suggests he's even a, a quality backup. At linebacker, and and that sucks because I really liked him coming out. I liked the pick. I liked him in preseason, and he just hasn't shown enough. Yes, he just hasn't shown enough. I mean, he I would say is a, a not a, a long shot to make this roster, especially now they can save money by moving on. I mean, I think he really is going to have to play well in training camp and and the exhibition games if he wants to make this team. And that is the thing. That is the thing that I like about the way Brian Gutekunst approaches team building. The emphasis is still on the draft. I mean, they they had that the big cap opportunity to go big with with some of these guys, and they were able to do that, and they hit, and they did they did it well. But you cannot live consistently doing that. No team has ever in the salary cap era lived consistently making big splashes on a regular basis because you just can't. And and if you can. It's because you don't have your own good players to re-sign, and that's a problem. Because you're probably not going to hit on on outside free agents. You're much more likely to get re- good return on your investment if you are using uh, that that money to re-sign your own players because you already know they're good and you've already seen them be good on your team. But when you you haven't been able to find those guys, and it's not a premium position. This is, to me, this is exactly how I would handle it if I were in this situation. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the parts his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers. That means you have access to rockauto.com at home or in your pocket on your smartphone. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oils, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. And best of all, rockauto.com prices are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. All right, we are going to be back tomorrow. Bart Winkler. From WSSP in Milwaukee, our guy Bart is going to be on the show to talk about Jordan Love, to talk about Aaron Rodgers, to talk about whatever he's feeling cranky about uh, on on all of this. And uh, it should be a fun time. Always love to, to hear from Bart. And last time he was on, you guys really liked it too. So uh, return appearance for Bart. And uh, that'll be the last show of the week. That's all we're doing on the feed, but we we will be doing a live show on Friday on the Twitters. Live show on Friday on the Twitters. 
Speaking of Twitter, follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that. 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers. 